Welcome to Downtown Dialogues. Uh, I am Adai Moon, the Associate Artistic Director at Theatrical Outfit, and I am honored to be sitting here in conversation with the wonderful Melissa Folger, who is the director of Tanya Barfield's Bright Half-Life, which is playing at TO right now. Please come and see it. And also our wonderful artistic director, Matt Torney. Um, so yeah, let's get this conversation started, y'all. Um, so, so Matt, um, as we were looking at plays <laughs> to do for this season, what was it about uh, Tanya's play that made you decide, yes, I want this to be a part of my second season at TO? Well, uh, this is one of those plays that I just loved from the first time I read it. So it's sort of been eternally on my programming shortlist. Um, uh, just looking for like the right time, the right moment, the right director, the right kind of like uh, way to produce it. Um, and then the big idea when we were putting the season together was shows that could only be theater experiences, mm. things that you couldn't experience in the film. So it's like you know, the Iliad, engaging with the classics, uh, Baskerville about all the kind of quick changes and actor athletics. And this is like the form it's it's not just what it's about, but the way that it's constructed. You need to experience it in a theater, and the audience has to do a lot of work to kind of put all the missing pieces together. Um, so it just felt it felt like it felt like now was the time to do a play that I'd loved for a very 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 long time. And then, of course, like when I met Melissa, I was like, I think that I think that she might be the perfect director for this. <laughs> So, so it all it all just sort of like wonderfully, wonderfully came together. Uh, Melissa, how about you? What, what what made you take take up this gig when when Matt offered it to you? Well, um, because I fell in love with the script immediately. I've actually um, read the script a long time ago, um, and I had forgotten until recently that it was one of the scripts that I've actually looked at and considered previously as on on things that I would like to do. Um, but in rereading it, uh, for me, uh, it is about love. It's about um, how we experience time. Uh, it's about how my long-term relationship sort of feels a lot like this um, <laughs> in that, uh, how we remember things is not linear. It, it, it's moments, it's, it's crystalline pieces. And um, so being able to relive that um, and tell that story was something that was really exciting to me. Um, as, uh, as a gay woman, it's also really exciting to be able to tell my story, um, which is not something you see very often. Uh, and uh, to be able to sort of write a love letter to my partner was something that was really mm. exciting in the end to me as well. So um, both pieces uh, really brought me in. Also, I love working at Theatrical Outfit. I think it's a wonderful place to work as well. And that was also a, a good kicker to get me back over there again. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. So, so, so Matt, your, your uh, second season. Um, yeah. and, and I know we talk a lot about uh, not only the stories we love, but, but, but the stories that we want to tell at, at, at TO. It, in what ways do you think that, you know, Bright Half-Life is a, 
is a story that's that's going to push and challenge our audiences to to become open to some of the new stories we want to tell. Yeah, well, I mean, I think I look at it less like a push and more like an invitation. Because mm. like our, our mission is to start the conversations that matter. And the things that kind of support that mission is a deep connection to the city, like a deep connection to place. And I think that a lot of people when they're programming for theater do so from a place of fear. Yes. Like, oh, I've got to kind of repeat the thing that was successful before. I've got to kind of go again with the, let's do a revival of, let's bring back. And the thing that I love about this play is that it's a story about love and time. That happens to also be a story about gay relationships, gay marriage over time, looking at how things change through the decades. But in a way, the language we use to talk about difference in the theater is very reductive. You know, mm -hmm. like the phrases, the gay play or the black play. Or, right. And what right. I'm drawn to are plays that invite us to explore our own humanity and other people's humanities on a much larger canvas. So this is a play of love and time. And, and on, on opening night, I described it as, it I said it explores the mysterious relationship between love and time. Because in the play, the characters don't know what's gonna happen next. And you see them at the end and you see them at the beginning and you see them at every moment in between. And that, no, the knowledge we have and the lack of knowledge that they have creates the, the artistic connection to it. And then the other, the other thing I said in opening night was that it shows that no one has a monopoly on love. Mm. It's truly universal. And um, so my hope is that instead of being a kind of like polemic push towards some form of political inclusion, that the piece is just an invitation to participate in a conversation about humanity and that everyone has a part to play in that conversation and that the challenge is more like showing up instead of using the right language or doing that thing. And my hope is that as we continue to program work at Theatrical Outfit, we find stories that are incredibly inclusive, that resonate with everybody's experience, mm -hmm. that are so truthful and so human that we all kind of like can, can see ourselves in it, can lead us inwards. Because when I read this play, I see my own marriage in it. I don't feel myself, I'm not like a spectator at some right. kind of, gay relationship that is so unusual i'm like no i've had that fight uh, when i proposed that's what it was like that's the moment you know i remember the day that uh, my daughter was born that's what it felt like and and i think that if theater can be that place where we are um of, of like fearless togetherness <laughs> or, or true consolation then it makes all of our experience of of, of life bigger um, right. I think, right. I hope, I think, and I think people forget too, you know, that, that, that there is a, there, there's an amazing potential for universality from a very specific story. And I think the story is extremely specific, but I think that also opens up a space for us all to find our way in. Yeah. yeah um, I, Park told me that, um, on opening or at a recent performance, some of the uh, audience feedback was, everybody needs to see this play because I see myself in it and I may not be um, in a gay relationship, but I see my own relationship in it. And understanding that um, 
we're, we're all experiencing love. We're all experiencing these things in the same way um, is a great equalizer uh, for a lot of people who might not necessarily think that. And I thought that that was really profound um, that those conversations were being held after yeah. the performance. Yeah, it's like, it's like that old saying, if you want to know me, walk a mile in my shoes and the yeah. theater allows you to do that. And, and I think that um, the way I think about it is this, the footsteps walking to, together towards the same place rather than mm -hmm. recognizing this is this is yours and this is you know right <laughs> yeah. um well i think i think that's what great theater does is you know gives you gives you moments of things that you hold on to and never forget but if empathy is a tool for social change it's a tool for social change through understanding mm -hmm. right it's like it shifts the way your inner world works or shifts the way your soul is wired rather than arms you with a toolbox for for understanding difference you know so so, so melissa you you had some very uh specific challenges in uh <laughs> in, in, in interpreting this narrative um could you talk a little bit about some of the challenges but also some of the things that 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 you and and your creative team discovered along the way oh my goodness um yeah I, I, you know the biggest challenge is considering is considering the time, right? Um, and uh, luckily, luckily, I guess, uh, we got to be uh, on Zoom for the first week of rehearsals, <laughs> which gave us a lot of time to really be able to dig into the script and to figure out what is the timeline if we were to put it in chronological order. Um, and that informed us about once we took it out of order, where they were, where they were emotionally, where they were in time, what their age was. Um, so there were all of those challenges um, that we had the time to be able to solve because we were stuck in boxes on Zoom. Uh, <laughs> along with that, um, we had to figure out place because the, sh the show takes place in so many locations. How do you make something that speaks to all of those places or allows us to imagine all of those places and move through them quickly and efficiently in order to be able to tell the story with um, uh, really clean, uh, transitions between them. And so working with uh, the, the designers was really a, a treat because we all were really um, in tune in thinking about what is the, what does the stage look like? How do we people move through the stage? What changes do we need to make to make it work better? Um, how do we cap each moment and make it feel like a place or a, a moment? Um, and how do we do that with lighting? How do we do that with sound? Uh, how do we do that with costumes? When is it important to add a piece of clothing to let us know something? And when does that not matter anymore? So uh, I said the other day in conversation with the actors um, when I was talking to them that this show for me has really been transformative for me as a director because of the challenges that it um, it posed. Uh, I am never one who likes to sit down at a table for a long period of time and work on things. And being forced to do that um, 
was was difficult for me but what it did is it really opened up and and told me that that sometimes is necessary and that understanding the underlying uh story of the play um sometimes requires more time than not and so um go working through all of these challenges it's made me a better director and and a better teacher to my students who i'm teaching directing to as well so it was a wonderful experience for that yeah, definitely definitely um final question matt, matt what do you want the the audience coming to see this show to, to leave with so i think that um great theater leaves you with images that you images feelings impressions that you never forget to become that you incorporate into your inner world so what i hope is that audiences walk out of this theater having seen something that they will never forget having met characters that they will never forget and having experienced some 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 things in their body that they will remember and carry with them like the hope is that you shift someone's perspective on the world a little bit by showing them something different, you know, you expand something or offer something or deepen something. And often I think that value is very personal, very individual. Um, but that feeling of, um, of walking out of the theater, having seen something really, really great, really important to you is I think what, what kind of grounds all of our work. Um, that's what I hope every show this season, that, <laughs> that there is a takeaway, that there's something <laughs> There is something kept from this experience that cannot be repeated as live theater thing. There's some private thoughts and feelings and things that will that will live on. That will live on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so today, as we're recording this, is Valentine's Day. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> as you can see, <laughs> or maybe you can't see, uh, uh, with uh, uh, Melissa and Matt's clothing. But um, I think this is a perfect Valentine's Day show. So even if you're listening to this recording after the fact, uh, you know, take your spouse, take your loved one, take your best friend to come uh, experience this wonderful, wonderful narrative about time and about love um, that, that um, will really be transformative for you when you witness it, I guarantee that. So, Melissa and Matt, thank you. Come check out Bright Half Life by Tanya Barfield at the Atwell Outfit. And thanks, so Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>